The Old Pre-Meds Podcast, session number 185. You're a non-traditional student entering the medical field on your terms. You may have had some hiccups along the way, but now you're ready to change course and go back and serve others as a physician. This podcast is here to help answer your questions and help educate you on your non-traditional journey to becoming a physician. Welcome to the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. My name is Dr. Ryan Gray, your host here every week, where I get to take questions directly from you from the non-traditional pre-med form over at premedforms.com. This week, we have an interesting question from an immigrant who's wondering if he or she needs to do another bachelor's degree here in the States. This is something that comes up a lot with international students, and hopefully we'll get an answer today. Our student today says, I got my bachelor's degree from another country, but I got my master's degree from the U.S. I also took all my prerequisites from the U.S. colleges and universities. Is it really necessary to obtain another bachelor's degree here? I noticed that some med schools require a bachelor's degree, so I'm wondering whether I need to get a second bachelor's degree. All right, short and sweet answer and probably one of the most complicated answers, actually short and sweet question, probably one of the most complicated answers that we could have here on the podcast. And it kind of goes back to every other answer in this process is, it depends. It depends on the medical school. And so for a student who is in this process, someone like this student who has a bachelor's degree from another country, but did their prereqs here, which is great, you have to look at each medical school and what they require of their applicants. Every medical school will typically, most medical schools rather, will typically have a list of their requirements for their applicants. And some may say, we don't need a bachelor's degree. You can apply. And if you satisfactorily do well on the MCAT and we like any other grades you may supply to us, great, we'll take you. I don't know if that's the language at any specific school, but that potentially could be language out there. There are other schools that say every single applicant must have X number of hours. And 90 is a very common answer that you'll see, a, a very common number. 90 credit hours at a, an institution here in the States. And a lot of times they'll include Canada because our systems are similar. And so a lot of schools are going to have that requirement. 90 credit hours in a US or Canadian system. Now it doesn't technically say undergraduate hours, right? So maybe those master's hours count although most master's degrees aren't that many credits, but combined with the undergrad credits that this student took, maybe that is enough. We don't know. You have to call each institution and say, hello, I am interested in going to your school. I received my bachelor's degree from XYZ University in whatever country. Uh, I obtained my master's at whatever university here in the States, which was 30 credits or however many credits it was. 
And I also did my prereqs, which were 30 hours at whatever U.S. institution, right? So name the hours, name the credits, uh, name the schools, let them know where you're at and see what they say. Right? The worst that they can say is, yep, we need you to do 90 credit hours total. And so maybe you just need a few more classes, but you don't need to complete the second bachelor's. That is a possibility. So like a lot of things in this journey, I want you to advocate for yourself and to reach out to schools and say, here's what I'm thinking about doing. Here's who I am. Here's what I'm thinking about doing. Here's my dilemma right now. What do I need to do? Can you help me? Can you guide me? Tell me what, tell me what I need. Let the schools tell you. Okay, you're doing a few things. Number one, you're getting sign-off from them, right? They're co-signing your plan. Number two, you're introducing yourself to the school so that your next interaction, you're not a no-name. You're already somebody who has interacted with them. And number three, you're getting a feel of the school and whether or not they're going to support you as a somewhat non-traditional student. A lot of schools aren't flexible at all. Very common Example of that is calling and saying, hey, I've been out of school for a few years. Can I use a letter of recommendation from my work supervisor instead? You'll find that the non-traditional, non-friendly schools will be like, nope, you need to have a, a letter of recommendation from an advisor. Right? That's just not being flexible. That's not being empathetic to your situation if you've been out of school for a while. And so you get to hear straight from their mouth that, hey, we don't want you here. <laughs> That's basically what they're saying. Like, thanks for the phone call. We don't want you. So we're going to make it really hard for you. So calling the schools and, and getting sign off from them, getting, getting them to co-sign your plans and your journey has a lot of great effects. So with that said, right, the, the answer is it depends. You have to call the schools. Uh, but because the master's was done here, that will typically count as the credits that are needed unless they specifically say undergrad credits, but a lot of schools don't specifically say that. So with that said, I hope you have a great week. Don't forget to check out our forms over at premedforms.com. Sign up, register for an account if you don't already have one, and post in the non-traditional premed form, which is where we take our questions. Hope you have a great week. We'll see you next time here on the Old Pre-Meds Podcast. This is MedEd Media.